I'm back, motherfuckers. Hey. I missed you guys. Tyler, I, yeah. You say it, <laughs> yeah. Jake. Say nah, it. I missed you. I uh, missed you, Tyler. I mean, we racked up some views while you were gone. Though. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Cause also, partially because everyone's like, is that Fat Press sitting in that seat? Is that well, Fat Press as a co-host? Why did Miles dress exactly like him? I know, sunglasses, everything. Sun, the, the sunglasses, the like pattern polo. He's got his hair long right now. Yeah. Yeah, why is he got his hair long? I don't know. Well, he told me that it was, he just forgot he had a couple haircuts scheduled and then skipped them. <laughs> and then. Classic. I, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm willing to bet, and I am willing to bet that he's keeping his hair long because Anne probably made one comment on how she liked it. Uh, or she made one comment saying like hey maybe you want to get your hair cut yeah one or the other and made a comment about the hair and then miles decided to keep it sure because when they met miles had the super long hair from college yeah so she probably was like oh we met and miles was like i'm growing it out that makes me want to vomit me too yeah um well or i was thinking maybe he's like uh susceptible to skin cancer so he's just like shade in the back of his neck that could be it too i mean uh, maybe. i mean golfing golf is not a bad time to have long hair you, or is really it a terrible it. time because it's hotter than shit out uh imagine if you saw <laughs> god this is such a fucking stupid idea i have in my head right now <laughs> okay this is what's going through my head right at this moment so you have a guy with long hair and he doesn't want to uh, sunburn the back of his neck. So he wears one of those uh, choker necklaces that girls in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade used to wear back when mm-hmm. we were in middle school mm-hmm. um, it, around his hair. So it's his hair stuck to the back of his <laughs> neck. Oh he doesn't God. have the sunscreen. <laughs> right. What that's, the fuck? That's so n- <laughs> Are you OK? <laughs> OK, well, here's the thing. I played three rounds. He's delusional. I played I, I played three rounds uh, with a guy this last weekend who had uh, hair past his shoulders. Yeah. He, I think he, that's partially why I thought of it. Yeah, he was fucking good. He was dude. a stick, though. He's swinging the PXG blades. I'm like, why does anyone on planet Earth besides professionals need blades? And I'm like, well, now I understand. Because yeah, the guy knows how to work the ball. Mm-hmm. He had so much spin on his ball. It, yeah, it was unbelievable. His yeah. short game was what I like to say is El Fuego. Mm-hmm. On, um, on fire for our English-speaking audience. Yeah. yeah. If he could figure out um, how to get off the tee box more often than not, he'd yeah. be deadly. Yep. He would not have been in flights. No, a- absolutely yep. not. Absolutely not. Yep. Um, and it probably one of the longest pre-shot routines Holy that I've fuck. seen. And like, it was giving me anxiety <laughs> a couple times just waiting f- waiting for him to hit the ball. But oh yeah, for we are we are speaking, we are talking about the Pine to Palm. Yeah, folks. Pine to Palm recap yes. right now. We're back. Um, I'm never fucking doing that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll, probably not gonna either. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, one of the longest pre-shot routine. It, I mean, it wasn't like disgustingly long. It was it, yeah. it was absolutely bearable. It wasn't anything crazy. It, it was no cantlay, but it was the closest thing to a cantlay that I've witnessed in person. But but at the same time he made it like he made it pay off every time mm-hmm. like he needed to go through that routine to hit good shots yeah it and wasn't that, like know. me taking that long of a shot and then fucking topping it correct or us thinking like hmm god well, maybe we need a pre-shot routine let's do one and we still hit bad <laughs> shots yeah. well yeah and you're playing tournament golf you guys aren't going anywhere it's no, not like you guys no. are worried about pace of play it is pretty slow yeah yep oh god i mean, I mean yeah well we, we, that's a different story we'll get into Lucky that later yeah. um uh, but I missed, glad- you, I missed you too, Ryan. Thank you for sa- ta- saying it back. Um, 
Welcome back to episode 150, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's big 150. <laughs> I am here. So no, I, we missed you, Tyler. I Everyone's am, asking where you're at, and I'm like, I don't know. Fuck, go out. He's on vacation. Um, I was gone, uh, but I am back. Episode 150. I am here, so now I can control where we put the intro music. It is in the episode before 60 minutes in. All right, Tyler, now's your chance. Put it in. They piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. God's that was the intro, intro music. Intro that music. was the intro music. I also got, I mean, I, we, I wanted to do the podcast on the patio again. That got vetoed right away. Yeah, it <laughs> looks so bad. Dude, I could see. This doesn't look bad, though. I'll, yes, it did. I literally could see the imprint of yours and Miles's dicks. I, I had to do so much magic to try and fix your guys' crotch shots. Well, I know, but uh, we got like almost 3 million views with those clips. Yeah, because they were good on clips, not because they looked good. <laughs> I <laughs> promise you that. Yeah. No one would have confused Miles. For a different and, reason. Yeah, no one would have confused Miles and Fat Perez if it was in focus. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That'd be, that'd be kind of a sweet match. 3v3, me, you, Miles against uh, Giuseppe. BDS and FP. I mean, if if Fat Perez could beat all three of us by himself, um, I think it'd be I think it'd be close. Yeah, because you, you don't know you don't know which Ryan the T-shirt guy is going to show up on a daily basis. Yeah, but well, we know you're exactly. probably not going to get the one that you want. But there's a <laughs> slim chance. <laughs> I was at I was at Sweet Shots last night, and okay, Pine and Palm again. Last time I had the Shanks. Two years ago, mm-hmm. before the one-year suspension. Detrimental. Terrible. Pine Palm this year, same exact course. Um, fuck. I'm like, almost same exact hole. Shanks again. <laughs> and I'm like, how is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> Did someone die of a shanked ball <laughs> on this hole? And this third ghost where? is haunting your club? Yes. Uh, I'm like, how the fuck? fuck is this happening again and of course i'm just like oh my god it's almost the same exact hole it's the same tournament it's the same day as it was what two you, years ago what do you mean almost the exact same hole was it when it started was it the same hole no it was two holes over oh. like there's like from where it was two years ago to where it was this last year there's one hole in between uh, so it was well, like it was like figure eight back and forth well you know what hole i got the shanks on Number one. No, the well, I didn't change oh, anything on that one. <laughs> yeah. The hole I got the shanks on was the exact same hole you got the shanks on two years ago. Let's just get into it. Yeah. Qualifying round it. Monday last week. Ryan and I in the same group, two other fellows, Jay and Jay Sun. Yeah. Good, good guys. Good golfers. Um, we're nervous. I'm nervous anyway. I don't know about you, but I got nervous the I show up to the tee box, cool as a cucumber. Show up to the putting green, cool as a cucumber. Grandpa Dave shows up. Well, he was there the whole time. Grandpa Dave comes and talks to me. All of a sudden, I'm fucking nervous. I'm not blaming Grandpa, but that was just the timing. Yeah. I yeah. walk over the tee box. I'm like, oh, man. I'm teeing off first? What's going on? Why? Why? And yeah. then I hit a perfectly fine tee shot. Nerves gone. I'll tell you from a viewer. because I snap, obviously, didn't you snap one into the trees? No. I was right side of the fairway. Good look at the green. It was just good. Yeah. On number 10? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was good, Ryan. I was perfectly fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Son of a bitch. I guess I, I mean, yeah, okay. You were probably in your own head way too, too nervous. No, I snapped, hooked, I snapped one left too. I thought we did the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Anyway. No, I would, I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't middle of the fairway, but yeah. I was under branches, but under them enough where I could hit a normal club sure. to the green. Sure. Um, Nerves gone after the drive, but definitely if I were to hold my hand out, it was shaken and hit the first drive. Everything gone, feeling great. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is just golf. Next shot, a little bit slicey out, out away from my body. Still have a shot to get on because it's a par five. Or, yeah, that's par five on 10, right? Or is it four? Four. Four. Yep. Anyway, I'm not on the green, but I'm close enough to chip on. I chip over. <laughs> and then I chip back short again. And then I end up tripling the first hole. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's going to be a long day. It's like one of those Yikes. things where, okay, this is the type of golf where um, you have to, it, for some reason, you think you have to focus a lot more than you would mm -hmm. in just a normal round. It's like, hey, we're focused. We're still focused in normal rounds. But for this one, it's like, it's like the fucking ACT versus just like a midterm test. Yeah. I got to focus extra hard on these shots. It's like, just... What we didn't do on hole number one is we just didn't go out and play golf. Right. If I would have just treated it like a normal round. And, and then in my head, too, I'm like, every normal round, I double the first hole anyway. No big deal. Um, but like I got up early. I did yoga for golfers. I, I did it the night before. Yep. Yeah. I got yep. to the range and I hit a systematic range session. Like I hit. I went seven iron warm up. I would, but went up to five and, and hit and hit my five. And then I went to my three wood and hit my three wood because I knew I was going to have to hit that in the round. Yep. Then I went driver and then I finished with wedges. Like I, I had a plan for my fucking range See, session. Have you ever done that? Before? Never once in my entire life have yep. I come to the, went to the range with a plan. Half the time, I don't even go to the range. So do you think that that was the problem with, or do you think it hurt you by trying to play golf like that? Absolutely. I went into it way, way too serious. Um, but I, So I go triple on the first hole. I'm like, all right, Tyler, get your shit together. It's fine. You do this every round. Like the, your best round of the year, you doubled the first hole. It's fine. Next hole, I hit another okay drive. Like I'm not in too much trouble, but I do have to punch now because I'm just a little bit too far right. And punch goes fine. It's not a, a perfect punch. Chip bad again, putt bad again, double on the second hole. And I'm five over through two holes <laughs> and just, just not feeling good about myself. We step up to infamous water on both sides. It wasn't the same hole as you. Part five. Yep. yep. It wasn't the same hole as Ryan's blow up, but it was right next to Ryan's blow up. Yep. Everyone tees off before me because obviously I don't have the box going triple down. <laughs> uh, the only time I would have had the box too is on the first tee of the day if they would have just put me first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So That's I had the only the, time I, I would have. <laughs> I did have the box hole one. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we step up to 13 because we started on 10. Everyone else, and this is not a driver hole because if you go driver, all of our drivers would uh, carry directly to the water on both sides of the hole. So oh. unless you can hit your driver perfectly straight, and hit a skinny ass fifty yard fairway, you're not, not even, hitting drivers. Not even fifty yards, dude. It's like yeah, thirty. Yeah, it's and teeny tiny. Two ninety plus. Yeah, to carry over it. Uh, everyone hits their hybrids, five five irons, whatever. Perfect. I step up with my three wood, trying to get a little ballsy with it because that would get me right to the water. I fucking top it, thirty <laughs> yards. And so. And this is also right by the clubhouse. Right next mm, to the clubhouse, everyone sees it. 
Um, so I walk up 30 yards, takes me five steps. Um, get square up to my ball because now I got to lay up again because it's in the deep rough by a tee box and I can't get to the water with my hybrid and from that rough. You're still 210 yards from the water, right? Mm, yep. Was it past the ladies' tee? I don't think so. No, actually. which, by the way, pants mm, should yeah. have been down. For <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The golf gods were not going to pay you back. Yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah. I step up to my ball. All the thoughts running it through my head. <laughs> I fucking shank one so far right. Low stinger somehow gets through the trees, goes right into the water. And I'm just like, no one says a word to me. <laughs> Grandpa Dave doesn't look at me. All the other guys just walk to their good balls. I walk all the way over to the water, take my fucking drop. And if you go right on this hole, not only do you have to go back over the water, you got to go through 180 yards of trees. There's there's just uh there's a mini, there's like a half acre forest just planted. Mm-hmm. In between two holes. Yep. Like it ha- it really has no reason being there. Has mm-hmm. yeah, no reason. Um, but it's uh it I think a half acre is a good kind of a good Yeah, no, that's about perfect. Yeah. yeah. Wooded area and I mean it's it's dirt and branches and leaves on the floor. Also, it yep. is the most dense trees too. There's no like maybe you sneak one around it, whatever. Yeah, there's like foot windows here and there, but yeah. I'm far enough back where I can get over the trees yeah. if I had mm-hmm. an eight iron, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking about that. Like, well, I'm going to hit my eight iron up and over these trees. Um, I'll be sitting like five still, but whatever. At least I'm going to salvage salvage some strokes here. I top it into the fucking water again. <laughs> yeah, dude. I top it six feet. <laughs> I am a club length away from the water as your drop should be. And I top it hits the fucking ground before going into the water. I was yeah, and I was um, one of the few one of the few holes that I was actually on the fairway um, because the other two seemed to be playing fairways seventy five percent of the time more <laughs> than we did. It was cool. Um, so I was like I was like in line with Tyler, wait, standing on the fairway waiting to hit my second shot, and and he he's over there just fucking trying like chopping wood down, <laughs> just like trying to hit this ball, trying to hit this ball, and I. I just I I didn't I couldn't say anything. Yeah, because no. no, here's can't. the thing is that if you let Tyler's two balls into the water and one into the woods, if you let that into your brain while you're also trying to play a good round, it's right. not I gonna was, be good for I you. I was thinking about that too. I was like, God, I hope Ryan didn't see that because I don't want my fuck ups to get into his head too. Oh, I was <laughs> you know, don't you worry. I have my own mental problems on the golf course. Don't worry about me. So but I'm it, here's the thing though. So like what do you say to someone who's having an absolute meltdown on a hole? Well, I'll tell you after because grandpa fixed me after this hole. Like, mm-hmm. So I am short one into the water two, out three, into the water four, out five. Hit my eight iron like I was supposed to the next one. Fucking chip over the green seven back just off the fringe eight. Nine on ten, just past eleven in, and the and I'm asking people. So I get an eleven on a par five. Thank God it was a par five. Yeah, thank God, and not a three or four because that would have right. been extra embarrassing. Um, I I genuinely asked the other two guys in the group if there was max, if I could take max, if double par was max in this tournament, because that would have saved me a fucking stroke. And then all of a sudden the bev cart rolls up. I get a drink. It's hole four. 
Grandpa looks at me. He's like, hey, you remember? This game is supposed to be fun, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Grandpa, it is. And it is not fun right now. And so then I just started playing like it was a regular weekend. But that got me out of it. That got me out of it. Um, your- so, it's, so it's like it's you, you can I think you can go about it multiple ways. It's like I think the best way to start is going like in a comedic sense, mm-hmm. like like let's laugh that last hole off yep. with each other. Yep. Um, it, it's not going to do any good if you look at your buddy and be like, dude, I, I like I know you're a way better golfer than that. Like <laughs> yeah. that, like that three wood that you hit. God, maybe that just wasn't the right club. Um, you know, next time you're in that situation, let's let's maybe uh, let, let's try a new club. Maybe throw an iron in there. Um, maybe lay up on that. But yeah, why get so technical with it? Yeah, club what? advice is the last thing I wanted to hear after. No, so a quick update. I think any serious advice is the last thing that you want yeah. to hear. Yeah, I was. 11 over through three holes and my best 18 holes ever is 11 over (laughs) so through three holes i would have to par out to match my best score ever so a mix of grandpa not giving me any swing advice not telling me to change my clubs just saying this game is supposed to be fun and then also me getting the biggest case of the fuckets I've ever had because it didn't matter at that point. I knew three holes in you're not qualifying for this shit. So then after that, I was like, all right, well, I got to get my money's worth. I'm going to play these 18 holes and try to have at least a little bit of fun. Yep. And then after that, it was, I played as good a golf as I have all summer. Yeah. I think like even, uh, as a, as a playing partner in that group coming up to him and be like, God, you know, it must have been nice to get that extra range session in. That hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great. Like, God, maybe, yeah, kind of an expensive range session there. Maybe mm-hmm. we should have saved that for across the street earlier this morning. But, yep. you know, it's like. No, I, I would have loved someone to talk shit to me or make fun of me. But here, here's the thing. I also wasn't in shit talking mode because I was dealing with my own demons. Yes. Tell them point. about your first three holes. Well, bro. no, I, I just want to, uh, after you got the case of the fuckets, you pulled out driver, dog leg left, which and, and, you got to clear the trees in front of you to get over. And I mean, you land, you were 30 yards from the green. And grandpa, that, that was the hole that grandpa had previously rangered on for the pine to palm for 15 years. And he told me that that was the best drive he had ever seen on that hole. Yeah. No, in I, the pine to palm. I believe it. Even, even, uh, just to uh, foreshadow a little bit, even my match play in the weekend, um, the championship flights were behind me and they weren't even like they weren't even doing that. Yeah, it, it was quite literally just from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs in a matter of two shots. So putting a putt in for an 11 and then hitting the best drive maybe of the tournament on a hole makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And then to follow that drive up with chipping on to eight feet from the pin and then two putting for par going from an 11 to par doesn't make sense. Well, and to have like to have a birdie putt also. After yeah, a 11. makeable birdie putt. I barely missed the birdie. It was a tap in par. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we're like, what, five holes in at this point. For me, like there wasn't really a, there wasn't, okay, well, let's just start in the morning. Your nerves kicked in when your grandpa came and talked to you on the range. My nerves kicked in when I fucking woke up that morning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I've never been nervous, this nervous for a round of golf. We're just going to, 
I've played with guys I don't know before. I tend to actually play better with guys I don't know of because then there's like, there's no standard of like, here's what I have to live up to in order to yep, keep up with I them. Because I don't that. even know what type of players they are. Well, um, the problem is, is you're in a tournament. So no matter who you're stuck with, there's, right. there's a standard that should be met, you know? Right. Um, so hole one, I snap one left. Uh, classic. It's it's the classic hands were in front of the hips. I mean, that's mm -hmm. if I'm trying to get some, if I'm trying to, you know, lay my dick out on the tee box, <laughs> that's what I'm going to try and do to hit an absolute bomb. Um I end up bogeying hole number one. The putter, so the putter is what saved me in Monday to even give me a slight chance of staying in the qualifying um, to get into match play, which is wild because the putter fucking let me down the whole rest of the week. <laughs> so thank God for the putter. Um, hole number one, I bogey, luckily. Hole number two, I double, luckily. The greens at this course were oh my God, unbelievable. Dude um it we you've played this course a month ago i played it two months ago the greens the difference between the greens then and now astronomical they had to have planted concrete under right underneath the grass or something i think they i think what they did was they they rolled them twice a day mm -hmm. for seven days leading up to the tournament and Jeez. then also the days of the tournament mm -hmm. um when we're telling you that you could just drop a ball mm -hmm. and it would roll 30 feet. It it's would. not an exaggeration. Yikes. I can also tell you that I made one single putt, one putt outside of eight feet the entire weekend. <laughs> and again, to foreshadow, I played, I played 67 holes in seven days. Jesus. And I made one putt outside of eight feet. And it saved par and it won me a hole. We'll get to that <laughs> in a second. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, so qualifying. Um, here's the thing about me, Tyler. And I had sent you this article um, after we had qualified because this it, it really applied to the both of us and how we played. Um, leading up to the tournament, I was playing I was playing some really solid golf. Yep. I was playing some of the best rounds I've played all year. Me I was, as well. I played it almost every day. Yeah. The week before the Pine to Palm. And I was maybe like playing a little extra and I was kind of like catering my play to how I mm -hmm. might play in the tournament. Yeah. Because you talked to me about your conversation with Lucas on how often you should go driver at the Pine to Palm yeah. course. So I played almost, I played four days in one week from like Wednesday to that Monday. I played four different rounds to prepare for this and I left driver in the bag quite often and I hit three wood a lot because I knew I was going to have to hit three wood. Yep. So I was mentally trying to cater my game to the Pine to Palm tournament the whole week leading up. And it was going great. Like I hit my three wood. Awesome. I loved it. I was putting super well. I, everything was going good. So like hopes were high. I'm like, oh, fuck, there, man. Are you yeah. fucking me three? So you're some little round together. Maybe you'll get in. See, and that, that like, that's what fucked you up. Yep. And that's what fucked me up is when... Leading up to things, you're playing good golf and you're prepping yourself to play really good golf in this tournament. And when you get to the tournament and you don't play up to the expectations that you set for yourself playing, quote unquote, good golf, especially in the first for you, three holes, mm -hmm. for me, probably five holes. Mm -hmm. That's when shit starts to go down the drain. Yep. Because within the first five holes for both of us, we knew that these were not the rounds that we've played within the last <laughs> yeah. two weeks. And so when we had these high expectations, 
that were not met like very early in the round, it's so easy to just be like to for your head to explode. Yeah, to mentally implode. Yeah. Like, what is going on right now? And at that point, like the stress levels are higher because you're tr you're trying to shoot a certain score. You're not going out there to have fun. So at that point, guys like us, we don't know how to fix that on the course. Right. We do well, not know how to get ourselves out of that funk mm -hmm. in the middle of a round. Mm -hmm. So we have these super high expectations that we don't meet very early on in the in the round. I think after five holes, I was probably six over. Um, I was playing like majority bogey golf and then some double bogey golf. Um, I think for me, it was, um, God, it was like the same hole as you. I'm trying to think of. I don't know when things started to implode, but it was like after that par five that you got an 11 on. Mm -hmm. um, I think I sh like Well, it was the next hole where you had that weird chip. Oh, yeah, it was the next hole. So yeah. I, I flubbed so the, the hole that I hit the really good drive and, and tap yep. and part on mm -hmm. Ryan. Your it would have been your third shot. It's the cursed hole. That it it's, was the wildest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a cursed hole. That's actually where I got the shanks on three days later. So, um, I okay, this is like our fourth or fifth hole. Um, it's yep. number thirteen. It's our on fourth the hole. Yep. So I heal a five iron, um, and it's a short dogleg left. So I actually still have a perfect into the hole, probably one hundred and seventy-eight yards. So I pull out the seven iron, um, hit the seven iron left and a little bit over the green. Good well, shot. It would have been on a normal green. It's fine. But on this green, if you hit the center of the green, it accelerates yeah, somehow. Yeah, it goes faster than when it hit it. Yeah, it's probably going to shoot like another 30 yards. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so I'm chipping out of the rough. And what happens when you chip out of the rough short sided? You duff the chip. You try and get mm -hmm. too cute with it. And exactly what I did. No, no, no. You, your ball was in a divot too. No, no. So I chipped up on top of the hill. And then that's when it got into the divot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So... And I don't know how this, this actually like this, this actually matters. This shot that I'm about to walk you through, this matters for the entire rest of the week. Yeah, it does. And because things are over, I feel like I can share it now. Um, and might I add, there's no cheating. There's you, absolutely you, no like, cheating going on. You have to play on. by the book. And, and there's no cheating on our part, no cheating on anybody's part. So um, after I flub a chip back up onto this little hill, I have like a short, probably 15 yard chip down a hill onto the fringe to hopefully roll it onto the green and the pin, whatever. So I hit this, I hit like I line up for this chip. And it's in a divot it's on the side hill. It's in a divot on the side of a hill and right behind my ball where I need to strike the ball there is a mound of like grass and dirt from where this, the, the edge of this divot. Also, if that divot wasn't there, that your first flub chip probably would have rolled out. Probably. It just got stuck. Yep. So I line up to the ball and I go to chip it. The, f the leading edge of my club hits this little mound and it bounces directly mm. over top the ball. The ball does not move nope. <laughs> a millimeter. The ball is in the exact same spot as to when I set up to it. And the thing is, I saw this happen and thought it was a practice stroke until Ryan looked around and like this, like had his hands up. Because again, I wasn't going to try to play it off. Did he just, was that your real swing? 
if I was playing with you guys, I, I for sure would have. Oh, I, no, I would not have counted. Yeah. No, but this is like you, you're shooting a legit score. You're putting yeah. everything out. So I look to one of the guys in our group. Um, He's like a, his son plays yeah, college some, golf. Yeah. Like he knows the rule book. Well versed yeah. on the rules. Yeah. Um, and they're like, uh, like, well, let's just finish this hole and then we'll, we'll discuss after. So I have the same exact chip. I chip in. No, you chipped it. Remember, you chipped it like two feet. Oh, and yeah. Then okay, chipped okay. In. okay. So again, <sighs> say, sorry. Same lie. Misses the Flub ball. Flub it again. And after the wild no stroke, I guess you could call it. Yeah, and so then the, the miss. You missed the ball and then flubbed it two feet and then the two foot flub that is when i hit fuck it mode (laughs) (laughs) because i i i I don't even take a practice swing i it's same club Mm. i go up to it now i'm about 12 yards away (laughs) i mean remember two shots ago i was 15 yards away yeah so three two three yards and two shots um go up chip it tracking 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 chip in save bogey yeah and i you guys know this i don't chip in often nope Mm -hmm. so to do that everyone's like holy fuck are you kidding me um it was decided by the entire group that that stroke did not count i thought we counted it nope oh nope so that that would have been if it would have counted it would have been double bogey but because it did the group so college golfer Uh and uh a country club member for 20 plus years who might I add finished first place in all of the, the flights. flights division, yep. a-, a hundred and fifty guys. Mm. They know the rules. We decided that that, that stroke did not count. The ball didn't move. I, that's what we decided. So I go out of there with bogey. Um, we go to the next hole, par three. I don't know. I, fu- I probably fucked that hole up too. Um, but what I really <laughs> want to get to where, where like fuck it mode really started for me. It started on that chip, but it also started two holes later. Um, I, I, I hit the biggest slice of a drive in my life and it goes onto the green oh, yeah. of oh. the hole. I just, I chipped in on two holes ago. So Ryan loves that green <laughs> after so, that chip. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going back. And yeah. we, we didn't know, we didn't realize that was your ball. Like where you know, Ryan is way right. There's guys putting on that green. There's, so I'm like, yeah. I don't know if, that, if that's my ball or not. We walk up to it. That's my ball. Yeah, they look at me and they start pointing at him like, that ain't me. <laughs> not me, bro. Said, that's fucking <laughs> yeah, fuck me. I'm like, do like, okay, I get up to the ball. I'm like, I have a pretty good shot to the ball. Got a nice line. Yeah. Like, am I, about, am I about to like beaver tail this like a fucking eight iron into the, no, of course not. Off well, we, I actually waved a ranger over because I didn't want Ryan to have to hit off the green one at a really nice tournament. And two, I wouldn't. And, I would have putted it off. Well, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also, I probably yeah. would have broke Ryan's club from the concrete underneath. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, no okay, so, so, let, me, let me get through this this, this spot. Um, bring a college golfer over again. He's like, you just you, you pull it back. You can't go any closer to the hole, so you pull it back. Okay, so of course I'm not going to pull it. I'm going to pull it as far back as I have to, which is on the fringe of that hole. Damn near right where I chipped in. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And you put your ball in the same divot. Yeah. The okay. So my 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 problem this entire round was I could not commit to a swing, a swinging swinging trying to pull the ball left. I was leaving everything right, so it's like all right, just try and pull it left, and you'll probably hit it straight. 
this is the one shot I committed to because I was on the fringe of uh, the green two holes ago. And I said, <laughs> fuck all this bullshit. Fuck this tournament golf stuff. I put one of the best swings on all day. 168 yards, stuck it within 10 feet from two holes over. Yep. Two putt par, we're back. Yeah. Yep. Tyler birdies that hole. <laughs> yeah. and, and the preparation for Tyler leading up to this tournament was keep the driver in the bag. Hit the three wood. You know you're going to have to hit the three wood. So keep the drive. Do all this. The club that was on for you the most, all, the driver. All fucking week, dude. Isn't the, that weird? The driver that I, I did not swing. I took him out of my bag after an 11 on a hole. And he never once let me down. Nope. That driver was fucking dialed. That So after I go 11 over through three holes, the rest of the nine, I go two over. I after that I on sitting on eight, I was even, and then I just double bogeyed nine. Like I went triple, double, eleven, par, bogey, birdie, par, double. That is a hell of a score. <laughs> and the, the the country club member and the college golfer were just like, I have never fucking seen in my entire life someone get an eleven and then birdie two holes later. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? And one of them was like a dog leg right that I hit a little too deep past the dog leg. And then I had to, I was trying to just chip it up right in front of the green. I bladed my chip. It goes underneath the tree, hits the lip of the sand, pops up and onto the green. Oh and now I'm putting for birdie. It was, it was a ridiculous front nine for me. It was all over the place. Um, but still came out of after starting 11 over through three to finish 13 over on the front nine. I will take every day of the 100%. 100%. I mean, you you eliminate one hole. Yeah. And you're playing a very good round. Yeah. And then, I mean, nothing nothing electric happened for me after that. So I kind of just recap my whole back nine. Uh, back nine, I played just a little bit below what is average for me. Uh, end up shooting a 96. So your boy shoots a 96 knowing goddamn well mid-80s is the line. I know I am completely out of it. Um, so basically the whole back nine after probably... I had a blow-up hole on 10. I think I shot. I got an 8 on a par 4. And then I, I really, really knew it was done. I started to give myself a little bit of hope at the end of the back nine. Yeah. Um, or at the end of the front nine. And then blew up on 10. And I was like, okay, now, now I'm officially out. And I was basically just Ryan's cheerleader after that. Yeah. I was mostly just watching to see if my buddy makes it in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you explain the rest of your round because I'm I'm well out in qualifying and I am thinking about the loser's bracket at this point. Yeah. So um, the only like like odd thing that happened. So the back nine of the course was our front nine. We started in number 10. Um, for some reason, going like from hole to hole to hole, I'm saving bogey. I'm uh, maybe like I'm scraping a double across every once in a while. Um, we get up to number 18, which is one of the hardest holes in the course. Mm-hmm. And again, we're in fucking mode. I hit one of the best three woods I've ever hit. I cut the corner and I'm like 50 to 60 yards out from the green. Uh, uphill green, false front. If you hit it short, it's going to roll all the way back to you 55 yards downhill. Not wrong. Um, I stick one to a foot and a half. I get up there, I putt for birdie, and I end 
our front nine with a birdie. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic momentum. Yes. I end up shooting a 43 on the uh, on our front nine, which in reality is not. I've, I've shot a lot of 43s on front nines before. Yeah. But mentally, I'm like, well, the golf I was playing two weeks ago was way better than this. So why am I not mm-hmm. playing this type of golf right now? So the 43 felt like a 60 in my head. Yep. So um, we go to uh, back around a number one. So one through nine is our back nine. Um, and I par five, number one. It's, it's, you know, it's a hole you should probably par. Uh, double bogey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um, I, I mean, my head is so far up my own ass at this point again. But I'm in fuck it mode for some reason. Like, I don't really know how those two stay in sync with each other. You were a different golfer every shot, to be honest. <laughs> well, okay, um, so here's you. Here. You were you were in fucking mode and then pissed and then fucking mode then pissed. His demons talk were about yeah. um, <laughs> talk, talk about an absolute roller coaster of emotions in this qualifying round. Yeah, because you, I because we're doing this, Tyler, so we can make it to match play and like get some content out of it. And if neither of us qualify, like we're really not going to have anything. Yep. So I'm also stressing about that. I'm stressing about that. I'm stressing about wanting to get a fuck, getting some fucking hardware for the podcast studio. Um, I'm stressed about not shanking a ball again because two years ago, that's where the downfall happened. Um, I'm stressed about not playing like I was two weeks before that or hitting the driver like I was a week. But it's just this whole fucking roller coaster. (laughs) Now, the front nine, okay. I'm just going to read the front nine off to you. Double, bogey, 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 birdie, par, bogey, par, bogey. 42 on the front, which is one stroke better than what I shot on the back. Yet again, it's as if I rounded things out with a 120. Yeah, Ryan was not happy. 85. 85 is what he shoots. Also, here's the thing. I did not keep my score the entire round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. I, I I thought for sure I was well over 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know my score at any point until we were fully done. I go up to the kid keeping score and I said, I said, what did I shoot? He goes, 85. You could have told me I shot a 96. Mm-hmm. And I'd have been like, well, it, it truly felt like with this whole expectations thing we're about to talk about with this article, it truly felt like I shot a 115 and Ryan shot mid 90s with the way 100 way we felt we played. It felt so much worse than it truly was because we were so far in our own our own heads and in our own asses yeah. that we thought we were the worst fucking golfers on the planet on certain holes that when we finally got our scores at the end. We were both very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, very. Ryan, I think your quote was, oh, that's not so bad when yeah. you got your 85 the, score. The week before that, when I played a practice round at this course, 85. And I actually felt I felt decent coming out of that practice round. Like, hey, left some shots out well, there. Well, think about that. In 85, before the greens were the way they were. Correct. So that you, you beat your practice round without Correct. a doubt. And no gimmies. We both yeah, had putt, putt everything out. Yeah, we both had at least one or two putts that we would have normally given to each other in a regular round that we missed. Like a, like a two and a half footer that I'd have been like, Ryan, that's good. And then he'll wrap it around. And then I had somewhere I would, like you push it right a little bit. Yep. 
Like we had putts that would have for sure been given to us in a normal yep. round that we missed. Now to like, to wrap this whole thing up, I, so two years ago, the cut line was 85 and I shot 84 two years ago. Shoot 85 this year. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, well, let go, let God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's either the cut line. It will either be 84 or 85. I, I, don't, I don't know. That depends on how the other hundred guys play. Um, but that's probably what it will be at. So now there's another qualifier on that Wednesday. So yep. I have to wait till Wednesday evening to know whether we qualified or not. Yeah, and I'm pretty like 99.9% sure I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to officials be like, all right, what happens if you don't qualify? And they give you this little schedule thing that says there's a constellation tournament deal on Saturday. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's for the people that didn't make it in. Um, turns out that's wrong. Uh, there is a There was a loser's bracket tournament across the street at Lakeview where we played our very first round of the year. Yep um on thursday and friday and so i signed up for that because like i paid in a lot of money to get into this yep. fucking tournament i'm getting my money's worth so i sign up for that ryan is waiting to see if he gets in but i think let's we'll talk about that second segment we will let's let's talk about this article because yes you've hinted at it and this article could not describe what we did to ourselves more perfectly well yeah and i, I want to start this, this off by saying that um I, th- I told Jake this multiple times. I said, I said, playing golf with the boys is so much better than mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Because why, why do we put ourselves through this mental roller coaster when it just, in the long run, number one, none of it matters. Right, which mm-hmm. is what we, we needed to have that mindset. We acted like it mattered because we've been talking about it for two years. Since you got banned, We've talked about the pine to palm at least once a month. Yes. We like, don't get me wrong. The tournament is a prestigious tournament for the area, right? Very. Yeah. But we are playing. We needed to remember that we were playing in the flights division of a tournament that is not on a tour. It is literally in my hometown. Yeah. That in the grand scheme of things does not matter one bit. And we acted like it was the Super Bowl. The expectations were just way too high. Yep. And when you go yeah. out without expectations, that's what that like that's what majority of the time we do when we go golf with our buddies is we just have very low expectations. We have some, of course. I mean, we're mm-hmm. competitors, but we have very low ones, and this was just not the case. Um, but I was curious, right? I was like, what's the like the psychology behind the game of golf? Like when people don't play like they expect to what like what does that even mean and i found this article i sent to tyler right away i said this could not describe monday's qualifier better than this article Mm -hmm. um okay so i'm just gonna i'm gonna summarize real quick so how more practice doesn't always make perfect Um, expectations have an unwanted impact on your golf game with a clearer understanding of expectations. You can learn how to manage them and improve your golf game in the process. So people are wondering, how can I stop the illusion of expecting my best performances to be played at all times, which is exactly what we were doing Mm -hmm. in the weeks leading up. We were playing some of our best golf Mm -hmm. leading up to it. This expectation prevents me playing uninhibited uninhibited i practice a lot and probably feel that i should play much more consistently than if i practice less as others claim to be the case um 
So the question seems straightforward. If I practice more, shouldn't I play better? And the answer is yes, but only to a degree. Um, expectations and performance have an inverse relationship. As expectations increase, performance usually decreases. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. We had fucking super high expectations <laughs> going into Monday. Like, dude, we're both going to qualify. We're going to have this great video that, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to fucking 18 hole full core on course video. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Well, we just expected mm-hmm. to play like we had all week long or how we practiced. Yes. And then when that doesn't, and the article talks about this too. Like when you have one shot that doesn't go the way you expected it to, all that practice, all those things are flooding into your brain. We're like, well, I did this and it worked. I did this Mm -hmm. and it worked. I did this and it worked. Yep. And then all of a sudden you're disappointed in yourself. You've got all these chemicals in your brain talking to you that are just like, you fucked up, you idiot. Like you should be better than this. You played good all week. What's going on? And like the inverse relationship is talking about like you did so much and you expect so much that when it doesn't happen, it's a way it's a it's a way more dramatic effect on you than just not ever golfing and then you have a bad shot. You're like, oh, whatever. I didn't fucking practice, so it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- so this is why this is why golfers sabotage their sabotage their mindset and not get the most from their hours of practicing. For example, over the past month, you played an extra round of golf each week, preparing for the tournament. You also worked with a golf pro to sharpen up your short game. Wow, weird. Hmm. Weird. I did that. <laughs> I did I played the round golf. thing. I got and and don't I would have got lessons regardless, mm-hmm. um, whether we were playing in this or not. I would have I would have went and got lessons, but it just it fits into the story perfectly. Um, anytime you could, you go to the driving range, hit a bucket of balls, and like we talked about last week. On-course practice is way better than mm-hmm. driving range practice. I actually, I put a poll out. Um, you keep talking. I'll give you the results of the poll, but it was very, very one-sided. Okay, so with all of this, with all this summed up, all the practice, the lessons, the mindset, um, playing some of your best golf, going into the tournament, the day of the tournament, you are much more anxious than excited to play. You think, okay, well, if I don't shoot my best score, then all this hard work was wasted. A very slight wind starts to bother you and messes with your head. The darts, the, the doubts start creeping into your mind, and it all goes downhill from there. Weird. You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Within five holes, the expectations that are sky high were not met. So then it's just a mental roller coaster from there on out. Yep. Then I started to get way more gray hairs on the side of my head than I already have because of a fucking game of golf. I know. We just, we, we, our whole podcasting career with this podcast, we have preached not serious golf. And I will be the first to admit that I absolutely went against everything I said and stand for. Me too, Tyler. I treated it, I, I acted like I was some, some big high and mighty golf snob for three holes. And then, then I got back. Don't get me wrong, guys. I came right back to regular <laughs> Tyler three holes in with a screwdriver in my hand. Um, but for three holes, I was not who I claimed to be on this podcast. Is but this an apology? It is. This is a formal apology. Um, I, I am sorry to all, <laughs> to all of our listeners. I was someone that you wouldn't be proud of for three holes of the pine to palm, but I'm back. 
Okay, so I'm going to wrap up the end of this article and then we'll just kind of, we'll discuss a little bit from our point of view. Um, so your unrealistic, unrealistic expectations and added pressure you have created for yourself, um, you've increased the difficulty of an already challenging game. Sure, one way to counter this may be to cut back on the extra practice, but if you are not dealing with your excessive high expectations, your problem will continue. Now, here's the point of the article. How do you manage expectations on the golf course? Because if those MFers get too high, the fun level, not even not even your game, but the fun level also decreases. Step number one to managing high expectations on the golf course. You obviously have to identify them. If you, if you, what we did was we went out and we said, we have to shoot 85 or better today. We have to, otherwise we're not going to make it. So we need to identify what our high expectations are and we need to fucking get rid of them. Step number two, discard your expectations and focus on more important objectives. Like I just touched on step number three, replace your expectations with smaller objectives. You can do 10 out of 10 times, such as commit the club to the target <laughs> mind if you get the ball off the ground <laughs> the one time that i committed the the club to the target was when i had to pull my ball back off of a green two holes over and 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 hit off the fringe i committed to it and i hit a i hit one within 10 feet um by doing that hitting more greens and regulation trusting your swing and being decisive on the greens i mean this is if you read this that like I you wouldn't even need to listen to this podcast. So basically because this is what happened on Monday. Don't read it then. Keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> um did not commit commit the club to the target. I was indecisive on greens. Um and I did not trust my swing to the left, which is why I pushed everything to the right. So basically what it's saying is be Peter LaFleur from dodgeball. Peter LaFleur has a famous quote that says, I don't set goals because if I don't set goals, there's no chance I can't reach them and I'll never be disappointed. That is true. Mm -hmm. So that is how I have you... no ambition in life, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we, we always like, you know, the last couple of weeks we've touched on like, how do we play better golf? How do we shoot better scores? I, I think the biggest thing to say to that is don't have expectations. Mm -hmm. Have some fucking fun. Or, or limit or have the correct expectations. So for me on Monday, I could not hit a green regulation. But if I would have went into Monday saying, all right, I want to hit, I want to hit seven greens in regulation mm -hmm. because then odds are I'm going to have seven pars. Because if I can just two putt all those seven holes, I'll have seven pars, which Seven pars for a round That's is very good. It's going to lead mm -hmm. to some good things. I have my 18 birdies goal set up and it kind of does that for you. Yeah. It gives you a, a target. Um, and I have it just set to break 90 every time is my goal. And it, it yep. says you need to have five pars. You need to limit. You can only have two double bogeys um, and then maybe one birdie in your round. That Those are your goals. And that's all it gives you for breaking 90. So it's like, again, our expectations were... Tyler, we need to shoot fucking 78, 79 today. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to have at least like eight looks at birdie. <laughs> we need to hit every fucking fairway that we run into and then we'll be happy. Yep. But I mean, imagine if we would have just went into this thing saying, hey, like if we don't qualify, who gives a shit? Yep. Yep. We were so concerned with that that that's when the mental roller coaster started.
Yep. Um, the results are in on the practice deal. I put out a poll after yours and Miles' episode on on the practicing. And it's a, I said, do you prefer to practice on the course or on the range? 71% of voters voted the course. 22% of voters voted the range. And 8% of voters picked neither. Practice is lame. Hmm. And I mean, I, like, I don't blame them. I don't either. Practice I mean, can be kind of lame. Yeah. yeah. Just 71% of our listeners think that these should practice on the course. Oh, but you guys are also missing is that I go into every round and I go, I'm going to shoot a good score. And then eventually when the wheels fall off, I just go, ah, I'm just practicing. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. just use that as the fallback. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it, we were in our own fucking heads. We were acting like people we know we're not. And, um, sh- shit came off the rails, but Ryan finishing with an 85, still, still close to making it. Um, should we take a break? I'm and towing the line at this point. Quite literally. Mm-hmm. Quite literally. We're going to take a quick break. His toe is on it. We're going to come back and, and we'll finish off with what actually happened the rest of the week. Tyler, I will say one thing about um, this last week, and it was not, it wasn't the pin drop's fault. <laughs> no, no. At all. Yeah, you played pin drops all week. I played T-Birds all week. Okay, fun fact, that, that qualifying round, after I put those two balls in the water... I played with the same T-Bird the next 16 holes or 15 holes. So that's kind of cool. I only lost balls on one hole into the exact same pond. And then after that, the T-Bird did me right. I I played with the same ball um, through the entire first round. Hell yeah. Which is it was a mental roller coaster. Rare. Yeah. Hey, you, got, you must have lost a lot of balls. No, I actually played with the same one. Which goes to show how many fuck-ups we had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, play with the same pin drop, and it was nice because, um, again, you like, I was able to identify the Union Green logo on the ball from 15 yards away. Mm-hmm. It's is like that distance, like a it's a navy square. You can see like, okay, that's my ball. Yep, little peace of mind going into it. Um, the pin drops played well. I mean, again, commit to the swing. Uh, I, we were sticking greens. They were rolling nice. It's just it was. It's not the equipment's problem. It's the player's problem at mm. that point. Mm-hmm. But um, I had one dozen pin drops in my bag. I didn't have a single other ball. I took all the rest of my balls yep. out. I had uh, one dozen pin drops, and that's what I settled with the entire weekend. Yeah. Did you lose any balls all week? I did. Um, I lost four balls on the same hole back-to-back days. Oh, my God. They were. I lost the first day. I lost... It was back-to-back tee shots. Yank left, yank left. OB, <laughs> number 15. Uh, uh, the day after that, yank left, yank left. So four balls gone in one hole on two separate days. Yuck. So, But that's it. That's it. Um, and it was nice because like, hey, if one ball got dirty, I just pulled a brand new mm-hmm. one back out. But honestly, dude, I, I, I couldn't have been happier with them. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Oh. Um, it was, yeah. I was like, hey, you want to play T-Birds or pin drops this round? And you said T-Burn said, all right, I got pinned. Yeah, I already had all mine marked up because I didn't want ours to get confused with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a big fan of that now. I think I'm a big fan of drawing on my balls. So if you get some T-Birds, draw on those puppies. Uh, get, get a nice little doodle on your balls and uh, head to unioningreen.com. Pick yourself up some also, if you're playing in a tournament soon. Poor Caddy 2.0 is out. Yep. 
out on back on the site is what I mean. Uh, you got to go check it out. <laughs> yeah, it is in stock. It is in stock after being out of stock for a long time. Um, yeah, UnionGrain.com. Get that birdie. Get that BJ juice flowing. <laughs> <laughs> or birdie, just BJ birdie juice. Uh, you know what? I got talked to a lot about turning the pine to palm all week. What's up? My PXGs. First round, Jay and his son, the college golfer, talked to us about our PXGs a bunch. Yep. They are both huge PXG guys. Um, his son, Layton, hole-in-one with this PXG. Yep. DM'd PXG, told him about his hole-in-one. They sent him a bunch of shit because they're a cool-ass brand. That's dope. Yeah. So he gets a hole-in-one, DMs them. He's like, hey, PXG, I got this with my pitching wedge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, hell yeah, dude, congrats. Here's a bunch of cool stuff. So... That just kind of goes to show you the kind of people running the program yeah. over there. Uh, Tyler, three guys that I that w- we played with, I played with this last weekend, swank PXGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Longhair, yep, PXG, Longhair lefty, I believe o two eleven or o three eleven blades. blades. Uh, Jay, I don't know what PXGs he was playing. Yeah, three elevens, I think. Yeah, he was playing like the Gen four o three elevens or okay. something. And then Jason also. Yep. PXGs. Yep. A lot of PXGs walking around in that course. Mm-hmm. Super cool to see. And we were the worst golfers of the lot. And we had <laughs> I we had the only Gen 6s that I saw. Yep. And I think is because even their older models of clubs, they're all good. That's like, the thing. People like, are sticking you... with them because yep. they're good. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, it's not like uh yeah, it's from a box set to a brand new fitted set. It's like, hey, these are these five-year-old clubs are still solid. Oh, and uh, spoilers for the next segment. PXG just came out with a brand new set of the, I think they're called Battle Ready Putters. Yeah, Battle Ready 2.0s. And I got one, and I just decided that since I didn't qualify, I was going to use a brand new putter that I've never used before in my entire life in the loser's bracket tournament. Boy, was fucking dialed. Really? Your boy put it well. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, you had no expectations. I had no expectation. Brand, brand new, new putter. putter. It's like, well, I don't know what this thing's going to do. I mean, I honestly kind of put it in the bag mostly because like, hey, I have something to blame. It's a new putter. And then... <laughs> not a bad idea. And then I putted my ass off. Uh, there is a reason for that too. Not just the putter. The putter was great. Uh, but there is another reason I putted my ass off. I'll get to in the next segment. But PXG, new bow ready putters. Go check them out. They look fucking sweet. Um, so that's one thing that I think is important in a club is how cool does it make you look? And the putters make you look super cool. And we look the coolest at Pine of Palm. Easily. Easily. I wore this hat. I mean, to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to wear the hat again. I think it's jinxed. Um, I'm with you. I'm, I'm an elf. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a superstitious guy when it comes to outfits. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, go to pxg.com. All right, Ryan, I'll do mine quick. Because yep. you have more to talk about than I do. Yep. So I sign up for this loser's bracket, right? Loser's bracket, originally what I was told, is just going to be a giant everyone that didn't qualify stroke play tournament. I show up. They're like, yeah, enough guys signed up for it because this is voluntary. That we are now going to flight it out like the regular Pine to Palm. We have enough guys to fill 10 flights. So we're going to do 10 flights, four persons per, four people per flight, semis, finals, match play. I look at the sheet, right? And they flighted everyone out by how they did during qualifying. And since it's voluntary, all the, I did beat people in qualifying, yeah, by yeah, the you way. Did. You did. I beat seven guys. Nice. Fucking go. Um, but none of the seven guys that I beat decided to play in the losers tournament. Ooh. So on paper, I am the worst golfer in this entire losers bracket tournament. So they flight out 
all 10 flights and realize they have six guys left over. You can't make a flight of four with six. You can't make a tournament uh, two flights of three. So what they decide to do is a two-day, six-person stroke play tournament. Two groups of three rolling out. And this is the par three, par four hybrid course. Par 64. Par 64. So I am paired up with a guy named Joel and an old dude named Ken. And we tee off on the first hole. Joel, probably a little nervous, shanks, his, shanks and tops his first drive right and short. You get breakfast balls at this tournament? No, nope, you got to play it Dude. legit. Uh, I was excited for gimmies, considering I thought it was going to be match play, but now it's stroke and you can't do gimmies. Uh, but Joel's ball is right next to a tree. And to hit his ball, he has to stand on a root the size of my forearm, right? So it's like two and a half, three inches elevated out of the ground. And he's got to stand on it. And he looks at me, he's like, can I take relief? And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't give a shit. We're, we are literally the six worst golfers <laughs> in this entire tournament playing. Nice. Move your fucking ball, whatever. So he puts the tee in and he's like moving it legit on a relief drop. So he puts the tee in so he can use the club as his marker to get his true distance down. And Ken, 85-year-old Ken, comes screaming over on his cart. What are you doing? What are you doing? You can't be moving your ball. And I was like, holy fuck. Is this what it's going to be like the next two days? God. And he's like, well, there's a root here. I'm taking relief. I don't want to have to stand on it. He's like, I don't care if there's a root there. It don't matter. And I was like, oh, my God. And then they kind of argue a little bit. And Joel, being the bigger person, is like, fine, I'll hit it. I'll hit it. Whatever. And so he hits it. It's a great punch shot. And I couldn't have been more happy. And from that moment on, Joel and I made eye contact. And we're like, we're buddies now. We are united <laughs> against good. Ken. That's good. Yeah nothing, yeah, nothing brings two guys together quite like having a mutual enemy. Yep. Yeah. And Ken was it. I mean, he's just a grumpy old man um, that was apparently a stickler for the rules. And then six holes later, Ken is in the middle of the fairway. And I looked it up. Ken is technically right. Joel shouldn't have been able to drop his ball because it's not a man-made object. But the risk of Joel breaking an ankle on that shot were really high because the way he had to stand on that route was fucked up. Um, six holes later, Joel's in the, or Ken's in the middle of the fairway and he would have to stand on a sprinkler head. Which, which might I add, are just flat. They're just flat, mm-hmm. not really in his way. He could have just aimed a little bit right and not been on the sprinkler head. But old man Ken just decides to take his relief drop right then and there in front of both of us. See, that's bullshit. Mm, without because asking. If, it does, if he's just standing on it, it has to impede with your swing to yeah. get relief from it. And he does it. He, he just does it without asking. He's like, I'm, I'm going to move on this. I'm going to take relief on this. And we're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, but long story short, uh, I played pretty good. I, I, it was windy and rainy as fuck. Um, so like, and this is all par three. So the ball was getting tossed and turned by everyone. So nobody shot great scores. I shot a 79, which tied our, our round very first round to start the year. Um, but Ken playing the old man golf that he did, he was low 210 yard stingers with his driver. Every time he shot a 76. So he's up. I'm in second place in the six man stroke play tournament after day one, three strokes down from Ken, my mortal enemy. Let's fucking go. Day two, it's worse weather. We are getting poured on. The wind is shitty. The wind wasn't as bad, but we are getting dumped on. Oof. And 
first two holes, I take two back from Ken right away again. So I'm putting the pressure mm-hmm. on. And then the wheels fall off, guys. Damn it. I start playing pretty fucking shitty. Ken continues to play consistently. Um, there were back-to-back holes where I had to take provisionals. Uh, the first one, I actually had to use the provisional. Um, but it was a par three. The first one I put into the woods, I take my a pin drop out as my provisional. I hit the pin drop. It is the closest I have ever been to a hole in one in my life. Ten feet, damn. No, I. You can see. The, you can see the line on the green because they're wet, right? Yeah. I rolled, and it was a tap in. It was a tap in four God on a provisional. I was millimeters from a hole in one that would have been a three. God. Did you take a photo of that? No, I did not. Um, hey. But I so I tapped in for my four, so I get a bogey after the best tee shot of my entire life. Um, continue playing, and um, Ken beats me for sure. We go back to the clubhouse. We get the scores. I'm pretty nervous because I played bad, but I know that I beat Joel because Joel went OB twice in a hole, got a ten on a par three. Oof, duh. Um, everybody else played like shit too, and your boy ended up. Second place. Wow. Let's fucking go. In the toilet bowl. Only beat by an 85-year-old man who had to hit his inhaler every other hole because he's so out of shape. Wow. And he's so old. His back hurt. He, he, he's old. <laughs> when I say he's 84, it's not like the, the young, healthy 84 that, that should be playing golf. Ken is old. And he kicked my ass. So hats off to you, Ken. You may be a grump, but you're fucking good at golf. Congrats Damn. to you! But I still got second place. We got a we got a trophy. It's plastic got hardware. There's something broken inside of it, but I don't care. I got something to put on the mantle. We finally got that hardware we wanted, so I'm glad I played in the tournament. And uh, yeah, never, I, I mean, probably never in your life did you think you'd have a golf trophy. No, you're right. I I honestly I didn't play golf at all till like three years ago to have a trophy. <laughs> that feels though. great because that was the goal two years ago was to get hardware for the podcast studio. Yeah, we, we did not do that. Yeah. And now we have it. Now we have hardware. Now we have it. So yeah, you uh, people have been bitching about what are your credentials? Why do you guys get to talk about golf? Well, guess what? I'm the second best of the worst fucking golfers at the Pine to Palm, baby. Yeah, we have a fucking trophy. Do you have a trophy? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ryan's turn. Yikes. 85 Monday. Another qualifying group Wednesday. So I'm again, I'm waiting until Wednesday night to figure out what's going on here. Um, Wednesday night teeters around weather is pushing tea times back. So I'm continuing to find out later and later and later whether I'm playing Friday or whether I'm not. I have no fucking clue what's going on, whether I'm going to play with Tyler on Thursday. Um, so I'm keeping track of scores, right? I'm going through. I'm like, OK, well, that if that guy's 10 over through 14, I mean, the way he's been playing, you know, he could go 14. (laughs) It's a par 71, and I was 14 Mm -hmm. over for 85. You know, he could maybe 14 over. Okay, this is looking good. And, like, how many guys are shooting that score at that point? Because we know there's 112 guys that make it into the flights because it's it's 14 flights of eight. There's 14 flights, eight guys per flight, 112 spots. Um, When qualifying started, I started out in, like, uh, like, T123. I'm like, okay, we just need to climb 11 spots. 
to get into the match play. Okay, so time goes on. I'm like T120, T117, T114, T112. Let's fucking go. It's like 8.30 at night. I'm like, okay, we have a chance. And then I'm like T103. I'm like, okay, this is sick. I'm in. And then everyone finishes up. I finish T103. And it shows the cut line. And I see Ryan inside the cut line. So I give Ryan a jingle. The cut's 85. It's like, like, you're in, baby. Let's go. You made it. You made it. Yeah. The cut's 85. Three minutes later, Ryan, you send me a text. So there's 112 spots. And there's 16 guys tied (laughs) from place 104 to 120. There's 16 guys tied. There's only 10 spots. So yeah, there's 10 spots to be given out out of 16 guys. Okay, so what needs to happen? We have to go Thursday morning to play a one, two, maybe three, maybe four whole playoff. A 16-man playoff. You see playoffs on TV in the PGA all the time, right? But the most I've ever seen in a playoff are three guys. Mm-hmm. This is 16 guys on the same fucking hole. 16 guys, 10 spots, six will not make it. Might I add, the playoff is at 7 a.m. the next morning. And might I add, it is an hour, like it's a, it's a 50 minute drive. So we leave at 5.15. The next morning, we get there at six, we hit range balls, we do all this. I'm walking up to the clubhouse. And as I mean, I'm 10 minutes early as the clubhouse or as I'm walking up to the clubhouse, they are just finishing up the rules meeting for the playoff. Oh, great. I missed that whole fucking thing. Glad I had a great range session. (laughs) Luckily, when I'm walking up, they had just said my name for what group I was in. So there was a group of group of six, a group of five and a group of five. So we go over to hole number 15, which is a 360 yard straight par four with OB like left. 10 yards off the yep. fairway to the left. So there's not no room to the left. And this is the same hole that on Monday I went onto the green two holes over. Okay. So you did birdie it. So that, that feel, or you part it. it. Yep. I part it. Yeah. So the first group of six, they're hitting their drives in front of, Everybody. I mean, there's there's family members of these players watching. There's the players themselves. There's the officials. There's the heads of the tournament. Yeah, there's you, me, Tyler, G. There's, G-Dave. Every, there's yeah. 40 people yeah. there. So they're hitting their drives in front of everybody, everybody. I mean, I don't think one guy from the first group ended up on the fairway. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, second group gets up. And uh, I am the second guy to tee off in the second group. And... When I say I haven't hit a drive this good all summer, I mean it. 305, right side of the fairway, kicks back right towards the middle of the fairway. I am 55 yards out on my second shot. Roll up to the second shot. I'm shaking in my boots because <laughs> I have to clear a sand trap. I also have to clear a sand trap because the pin is tucked. Also, the one bad thing about hitting the best drive in your group is you got to watch four other guys hit their had, second mm-hmm. shots before you. But then you also get to see what the green does a little bit. Yep, I had to watch everybody else hit their shot. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. 
I get up to my ball. I'm like, do not fucking shank this thing. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't. Luckily, I almost hit the fucking pin from 55 mm-hmm. yards out. I roll eight foot pass. Um, I get up. I hit one of the most nerve wracking downhill eight foot putts I've ever hit in my life. I barely touched it. And I mean, it was probably like two feet past. No, God, no. It was it was four inches pin mm-hmm. high. Tap in par. Great. I mean, it would have been I would have been the only guy to birdie had I made that eight footer. Yeah. But so tap in par. We watch quite a few other guys, at least bogey or double bogey. Um, so they finish that. The other group finishes, right? Yep. And then they announce. I don't know if par is going to make it or not. There's 10 spots. I don't know if there's more than 10 pars because if there is, then I think we have to play another one. Mm-hmm. Well, on that whole first hole, six out of the seven out of the 16 guys parred, me being one of them, we made it. All the pars are in. All the pars are in. All of the double bogeys are out. All of the bogeys have to continue playing in the playoffs. So we just, we just, we leave because we're in. So, so we drove 50 minutes there and 50 minutes back at 5.15 in the morning, 5.15 a.m. to play one single hole. But I'm jacked at this point because I'm, we, we made it into mm-hmm. match play. I go into back first. To back, back to back Pine to Palm performances. You made the cut, Ryan. Yep. So congrats yep. to you. Thank you. Um, so we roll into match play on Friday and I'm playing this guy's name's Jason from Brainerd. Um, great guy, right? He's an absolute stick. Um, I don't know. He took a couple holes from me right away and like nothing crazy happened in this round. He took a couple from me. I, I w- would win one back. We would push a couple. He'd take a couple more. I think after the first nine, he was up four holes. Um, and then no, after the first nine, he was probably up. He was up five six. or six. Yeah, yeah. He was up six. Yeah. 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 I checked. Yeah. And yeah. when, when, so whenever I tried to get back into it, um, I, he wouldn't let me, I would hit a good shot. He would hit the same shot, if not better. Um, he was good. I watched him play on your last day. And he's he's a good ass golfer. So Jason ends up winning our entire flight, which makes me feel a lot better. So we go eight and six. We only play 13. We only played 10, 11. We only played 12 holes. And then I'm down eight with seven to go. There's no way, right? Okay, so I, lo- I lose Friday. And Friday was also another roller coaster because I brought, you know, we brought Lucas out, we brought the big guns, caddied for me. Um, I started shanking balls. I could not hit a fucking iron shot. I couldn't hit a pitching wedge or a nine iron to save my <laughs> MFing life. And it was pissing me off. At one so, point, Lucas goes, I'm just not going to let Ryan hit a pitching wedge. Well, I'm I wasn't going to, I, yeah. I, I wanted to keep hitting the pitching wedge just to put myself through pain. Yeah. <laughs> as weird as that sounds mm-hmm. so we lose friday okay it is what it is yeah so i text right or lucas at 9 50 on friday i said are you caddying for ryan today he said yes any words of advice we down bad <laughs> worst break of the day on one is a pipe drive landed square and a divot he hit two shanks on the first nine and there it's been all downhill dug himself a hole Pipe drive lands in a divot. I shank a fucking five iron, whatever. So it just sounds like nothing was rolling your way. Nothing was rolling my way Friday. So I'm like, all right, Lucas, well, no need to come Saturday. It's console, it's consolation. Um, consolation bracket. Uh I play Saturday at like 8 a.m. Okay. No one 
no one shows up. I, I don't want anyone to show up Saturday. Nobody shows up Saturday. I am, I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And going into Saturday, I'm like, I'm like, I just, I want to be done. I want to be done with this whole thing. Now I'm, I'm not playing golf on my own terms. I'm playing golf on the tournament's terms. And like none of my, I'm not playing with any of my buddies. Like no one's here to like walk with me. Well, I was playing. Otherwise, I would. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying like. It, oh, I'm so sad. I, I'm just saying like it's a Saturday morning, and it's like, this is the point where it's just it's just me and myself. So, first round of the consolation bracket match play, um, things are going decent for the first time in like fucking forty holes. <laughs> wow. Okay, we might have a shot. Um, I'm up three. After the first, after the front nine, um, we roll into the back nine. Things are going okay. Well, again, weird. I haven't fucking felt this feeling. I haven't felt anything in the last four days. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we have. I am two holes up with three holes to go. All I have to do is like push, push, or just win one hole, and we're done. Well, he takes the net. The la- the. Two, he takes the next two holes from me. Oof. So we are tied going into the last hole. And I'm telling myself, I would never, I would never quit on a round. I've never picked up my ball and put my clubs away before the last putt was made. But in the back of my head, I was telling myself, I said, I really don't want to come back tomorrow. Because again, I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm by myself. This is just like I'm not again, I'm not playing golf on my on my my terms. I'm not it's not fun golf anymore. So if you won, you would have had to come back the next day. So if I win, I come back the next day for the consolation final. And if I lose, I'm done. I am willing him to beat me on the last hole. <laughs> I'm willing it to happen. Um, we both hit the same drive. We both hit the same punch out shot. Um, he has a much closer putt than I do. I two putt. He misses a four footer to tie me on that <laughs> hole. So we're tied through 18 holes. We have to go to a playoff, which is a part. It's a hundred and playing 174 yard par three. And I striped an iron. Great. I haven't done that in four days. Uh, went a little bit deep in the rough. So now I have a short-sighted downhill chip. He puts one on like the other side of the green, but it's a nasty sloped green. Um, I chip and it is like just barely tumbling, like five feet from the pin, tumbling, 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 hits the ridge and falls all the way down back into the fairway. So I now have a 15 yard chip back up. And what saved me that entire day was my game from 20 yards and in. I take this chip and I put it two inches from the cup. So I'm in for bogey. He, uh, no, sorry. He landed short. He chipped up. He three putts. For double. After his second chip, he (laughs) three putts for double. And I win the match. (laughs) This is the most disappointed I've ever heard anyone about winning. I also have to come back the next day on Sunday. Dude, at this point, I've made four. I've made four trips to DL. I've walked countless amount of holes. I'm fucking tired. I just like I don't want to be there anymore. But I would never. I would never 
give up until that last putt. So we come in Sunday, it's Constellation Finals, and here's the weird thing. Two years ago in Pine de Palm, we qualified with three other guys. One of the guys is that we qualified with two years ago is the guy I'm playing against in the Constellation Finals. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, he kind of kicked your ass in qualifying two years I ago. I shot 82. I shot 84. Mm. I thought he did um, better than that. but. And after after this round was over, I asked, I, I, we were like talking about, hey, did you play last year? No, I didn't play last year. Well, I didn't either because I was banned. He's like, I was banned last year too. <laughs> He's like, I didn't show up. I had a graduation or something. He's like, I didn't show up for my Saturday round two years ago. And I also got a one-year ban. So here we are, two years later, qualified together, got banned together. Now we're in the we're in the 14th flight of the, the constellation final of the 14th flight. The last guys to make it. And I take the first hole. And then I take the second hole. I'm two up. Um, things are going good. After nine holes i am you were one up after nine he took nine from you one up after nine and then i win another one i was there for this one ryan had a quite the gallery on that day yeah great gallery and i was like well i have to go back anyway so i might as well try and win the fucking thing mm -hmm. so i am two holes up with two holes to go no, sorry. Two holes up with three holes to go. It's number 16. It's the dog leg right. It's mm -hmm. like an eight, seven or eight iron off the tee. I, again, I push one into the trees. I have to punch out. Um, he hits one right down the fucking pipe. He probably has 80 yards into the pin on the fairway. So I chip out and then I chip up onto the green. So I'm putting 20 footer for four. He fucking blades his second shot over top the green and one thing that this guy could not do all day was chip chip out of the short game he duffs two chips in a row and finally gets on to, to the green on his fifth shot from 80 yards so i take that hole sorry i was one up before that hole so now i'm up two he he gave me that hole up I'm two up, going into 17 up two going into 17 i hit one of the best nine irons I've hit all weekend. I was still 15 yards short. <laughs> That's the best nine iron. So you could you can kind of tell yep. things were going. Mm -hmm. um, he duffs one off the tee box. I, I feel kind of bad at this point. Mm -hmm. He duffs his second shot 15 yards. This is a part. It's a 155 yard par three, and he's still 50 yards out. He duffs his third shot, oh. and and he hasn't even gotten to my ball yet. So I give him some time to think it over. I chip up to one foot. I par that. He gives me the putt. I par that hole. I win the fucking consolation final. I didn't even want to fucking be there. <laughs> we got some fucking beer mugs, baby. Let's go. Fourteenth flight consolation champ. Your boy, you're looking at him right now. Hardware. Look at all this hardware. But didn't even have to play number 18. <laughs> and we got it done. We went two and one in match play. And the one loss is to the guy that won your flight. So that and feels the, good. Mm -hmm. The one loss was to the guy a lot that, that, that won the flight. I felt a lot better about that. You know who else um, went two and one? The guy that got second. 
That's the guy right. They got third. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you have a better record than the guy that got fourth. I had never won a match play. I'd never won in like actual match play before. You, you only had to play in one before because you got fucking banned. Well, I played. For I played. I was zero two. My first two. I was zero and two. Mm. Two years ago, and then Friday. Mm, yeah. So, as much as I didn't want to be there, uh, I showed up. I got the job done, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to read. I want to read some quick. Uh, here are my stats from the week, last week. Jake, you're not that fucking ready to be done with this podcast yet. I can tell you you want to be done. <laughs> okay, Jake. Jake made a lot of road trips with me. We spent yeah. a lot of time together. Five trips to DL. Mm-hmm. Yikes. 460 round trip miles. Nice. Three mm-hmm. tanks of gas. <laughs> five, and, and mind you, this is on my own dime. Mm-hmm. Five breakfast burritos, one per morning. <laughs> <laughs> Five pre-round shits at the same gas station. <laughs> Last day I had to use the women's bathroom because the men's was full. And I had to get to the I had to get to the range because I was running late. $40 in range balls. Yikes. 67 total holes walked. Yeah. And one final decision on next year. I'm not fucking playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I don't know if I'll play next year. Maybe. I'm not fucking playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I might play, yeah. but here's what I want to do different. I want to. I would rather take a four day golf trip with my buddies. I agree. Or uh, take a like a two day trip to play in a big scramble tournament yep. somewhere. Yep. I'm, I would rather do that. I think the the only the only way that I'm I'm thinking about being at the Pine of Palm next year is they have added a super super senior division, which is 75 and up. And I would go to Caddy for Grandpa Dave. Cause, oh, yeah, because I forgot to mention really, really, really quick because Grandpa Dave earns, earned some credit here. That day when the putter was absolutely dialed in the loser's bracket is because I stopped even trying to read putts. And I just putted it exactly where Grandpa told me to every time. Perfect. And it was mm-hmm. some absolutely unbelievable reads. The man was out. He was dialed. Perfect. He's the only reason I have a trophy. Um but yeah, if Grandpa wants to play in the super super senior division, I will come caddy for him, which means that I will just hand him clubs because he's much better at rating greens yes. than me. Yes, yes. Um, so it's it's done with. It is done. I all that build up, two years of build up. We got the hardware. We both got hardware. Yeah, and we both came out of it thinking, stop taking golf so seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I always think back to when, the first time we had Grandpa Dave on the podcast. He said, "There's so many more things. There's so many more important things in life than a round of golf." Mm-hmm. I kept thinking about that. I'm like, "This qualifying round of 85, it doesn't matter. Yep, mm-hmm. you losing first round of match play, it doesn't matter. Yep, all it is is golf. You so, gotta decrease the expectations. Go out and have fun with your buddies." And you're going to start to play better. Yes. Mm-hmm. So from here on out, we're back to your regular scheduled programming. Um, no more hardos from us. At least for me. Like, uh, <laughs> it, it, in theory, it was like, it's kind of cool to be a hardo for a second. But it was. It did kind of. I felt fancy. But also, it's like. That shit's for the birds. Yeah. Uh, we are playing in a pro-am in two weeks. <laughs> no, it's a scramble. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I know. It's a format but still, scramble. It's just it's funny. It's a format scramble. And that also. Does not matter mm-hmm. because we can take the pros drive. 
You guys forgot about that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We could take mm-hmm. every one of the pro shots we want. But yeah, if you guys are in the Brainerd area in two weeks, come watch us the Pro Am Wednesday. Yeah, we're uh we are uh we play from the whites. The pro pro plays from about eighty yards behind. Oh, yeah. Well that, that means I will genuinely <laughs> outdrive them. If the driver's on will. Like no, was, we, I will outdrive them. A lot of the time we will outdrive the pro because they're eighty yards behind us. Perfect. I think I'm actually probably gonna handicap myself and drive with the pro. Otherwise it's just not fair to all the other AMs. True, that's true. That's true. Back to the hard out we go. <laughs> well, that's not a hard old move. That's just me being. I want to see the whole course. I'm going to play from tips with them. Yeah, I'll play tips. It's so fine. it's us four. Oh yeah, this is our squad. Uh, yeah. This is the scramble squad right here. Yep. Um, PGA Tour Canada Pro Am. Um, Craigans. Two weeks. Yep. So if you're in the area, we'll be playing the Preserve on Tuesday. We'll be playing uh, Craigans Wednesday, and uh, yeah, come say hi. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a wrap for Pine to Palm 2023. <laughs> We have no one-year suspensions on the horizon. We have two trophies to be proud of. Yeah, you have four glasses. I have four. I got four of these beer glasses. Flight Constellation Champion. Yeah, mine um, doesn't even say the right flight. Mine says 2023 Pine to Palm Lakeview GC. Sixth flight, second place. I was in the 11th flight. Um, well, it should have been six-person second place yeah yeah mm. well maybe uh hey maybe bring that to the trophy guy though get a little, a little hockey guy on top yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for sitting through it thanks for sitting through all of that it yeah. was it was a roller coaster we just we know we've been hyping it up for two years so we had to give you the experience um but we'll talk about regular golf next week love you guys love you love you love you they pipe that the wrong way i'll call the clubhouse we'll book another 18 for tomorrow so. okay they cheated on that they fucked their balls No better time for the breakfast ball than now.